Welcome to the Gather, Grow, Go podcast. I'm Pastor Daniel. I'm Pastor Melissa. And I'm Just Kiefer. And today we are having a combo pod. We are reflecting together on what it's like to watch sports for yeah. seven straight days and wake up at 5 a.m. <laughs> uh, to be clear, Melissa did one and Kiefer did one. That's Doing right. both of those at the same time might kill somebody because right. you would run out of sleep. I mean, Saturday, or well, like, yeah, Friday night into Saturday almost did yeah. that to me because the Mavs basketball game was done at like 11.40 p.m. that night. And then I had to wake up at 6 a.m. to watch soccer, which I really didn't get to watch much of because I couldn't get it to work. But I was going to bed because I I have to like decompress to be able to like go to sleep kind of thing. Hmm. And so I wasn't in bed and asleep till probably close to one. Mm. And then I was up at six on the nose, to, yep. and I was like, "Ooh, this is rough." Did you have another game to watch that next morning? Was yeah, that the, the early soccer morning? game. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. it was rough. And then I went to strategic planning day here at the church. <laughs> then I went and preached after that because you know I'm just smart like that. Absolutely brilliant on all forms. And That's right. I was talking to to one of our regular Vine folks uh, this last week, and they were reflecting on your Sunday morning oh, sermon okay. from yeah. the the culmination of that weekend. Yes. And they're like, Melissa did a fantastic job, but there was just like three or four moments where the wrong word came out of her oh, mouth no. and you could tell she was just like, I'm tired. And <laughs> I was tired. <laughs> and about half the time she caught it and flipped it and the other half she just kept plowing and you know. That's right. It was, um, it was a long week oh, that yeah. week. Absolutely. And 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 they very much felt for you because uh, <laughs> this is one of our ardent sports fans, but who knows what it's like to, to have to, to do other things that aren't, yes. you know, naturally in our DNA. So in all fairness, a lot of sports fans, like genuine sports fans that I talked to over the course of that week of watching sports who love sports, when I told them these are all the games I'm watching one a night, they were daunted oh, by sure. the list of things. So I feel like mine You know, in hindsight, of course, we were doing this week by week, but I actually think if we had stretched mine to be two weeks, there might have been more enjoyment in the process. Well, and it would have been more reflective of like a stereotypical, reasonably hardcore sports fan Mm -hmm. experience. Because I don't watch seven games in one week. Right. That is, I mean... Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I don't watch seven movies well, in any did. given week. Either, <laughs> right? And so, right. Um, we were all you know. stretching outside of that comfort zone. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and I don't wake up at five a.m. Right. <laughs> but I. So did. here's the question: What time did you wake up this morning? Uh, not at five. <laughs> no, I definitely gave myself a, a break. But I was talking to some friends last night. Um, I mean, I got up probably at seven seven thirty sometime mm-hmm. this morning. But I was talking to my friends last night and they were asking if I was going to try and continue doing it. And I'd said probably not 5 Mm a.m. continue doing it, but I might start setting an alarm for like six, maybe six, maybe um, on every day just because I did. uh, I mean, a it's been something I've been trying to do for a long time is like give myself room in the mornings uh, to do more than just get ready for the day. Like if I had time to sit and write or read or do some of the things Mm -hmm. that I don't have time for throughout the day. I've been trying to do that in the mornings and um, 5 a.m., at least for how my schedule's set up right now, is almost a little like too early, yeah. maybe. But for the week, for this week, it was it was uh, affirming in that I was able to do like a lot of things before I had to be anywhere, before anything had to happen. And so um, I might start, I might keep doing it. I don't know. 
Yeah. Keep doing it on a slightly later schedule. Slightly later, yeah. Right. Yeah. Get, keep getting up in the mornings. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it is one of those things that creating that time that if you, I mean, you have to adjust your sleep pattern for yes. it. Uh, mm-hmm. But let's be honest, are we doing productive things with your time from 10 to midnight? I mean, I don't know. Maybe right. you are. <laughs> I have not, if, if I ever stay, I go to bed at 10 o'clock most nights anyway. Mm-hmm. But when I stay up later than that, it's rarely doing something productive, right? It's right. watching that one extra show that Netflix uh-huh. just auto streams into, and you're like, Okay, we started. We don't want to end on that cliffhanger, so let's see what it's, happened. This it's morning. hit or miss for me. Sometimes it's the Netflix coma, and I'm like, oh, it's only 11:30. Okay, I'll watch one more, which turns into like three, and like suddenly it's you know yep. 1 a.m. But uh, that's that. Honestly, that hasn't been happening a lot lately. Um, I've been doing a lot more writing and stuff in the in the evenings. Just when I get home, I kind of sit down and just get in front of my laptop and. Uh, get a lot of music stuff figured out. So sometimes it's it goes back and forth between if, whether or not I'm it's being a, productive okay. or I should be in bed. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Yeah, I've tried to, like, I have always been such a night owl personally that I've tried to back into some of that of, like, mm. how can I, like, I already have this, like, nightly rhythm of, getting ready for bed and now i've added drinking like a cup of sleepy time tea during the last like tv show that we're watching is like a you know unwinds kind of thing and natural melatonin that's right uh then shift into like getting ready for bed and for the next day and then i always read so i've tried to add Uh. in writing before that for Mm. about 10 minutes and i've had middling success so far at that because it really just depends on my brain like sometimes like the creative juices in the evening for me are there and i'll write and i won't read and i'll just go to bed but other nights it is a slog and there's two sentences worth saving maybe well see to to hear you describe this sounds painful to me at night i mean it's like the goal is to decompress and have my brain turn off. And mm-hmm. if I'm writing or reading, that just gives my brain something Keep to spin on all yeah. night yeah. long. That's- See, for me, I read, I don't read anything for work or like ministry related at night. I only read novels you at night. You don't think about work oh. all the time? No, I don't. I know it's a crazy concept. <laughs> what? And so for me, the reading is actually that key because the reading is escaping into another world. Mm. And I escape into that other world mm. and then I can set it down. But I'm not really really supposed to be the one reflecting all this yeah no the more i mean for me there were i mean there were a couple times when i did the things in the morning like some of the assignments like reading mm-hmm. and um the writing music and things like that those are things that i do in the evenings and so those really just felt like i was moving like into the morning and mm-hmm. it and it, honestly i kind of liked it better but just because it was first thing like i wrote i had a the, the writing session that I actually had for myself in the morning over mm-hmm. the week was like one of the most productive ones I've ever had. And I like wow. wrote a lot of of music in that morning. And I think it had to do with just um, whoever, ca- I forget who came up with the idea of morning pages, but I mentioned uh-huh. it one, like a few weeks ago. And the, the idea behind the exercise is that you're waking up before your editor. So you just are more easily able to just kind of get things out. And then- nice. And yeah. I really, I felt like I experienced it that morning because I, I wrote like a ton without really any critical like, oh, I didn't, you know, trying to get every minute detail like exactly how I wanted it. And then like a few hours later, I was reading back over what I wrote and I started editing it and this stuff. I was like, oh, wow, like I actually really woke up and started to do it and just got a lot out. And then I was able to fix it. And usually my problem is I don't get a lot out. <laughs> so yeah. um, mm. I think at the end of the day, I'm too like... Like, I don't know. I think there's a difference between 
trying to do something like that creative mm-hmm. um, energy in the morning rather than in the evening. And so, um, mm. but yeah, but I got to say my favorite morning definitely was the the service. And that was the last, well, it wasn't the last day. The last day was beating Daniel to church, which was also fun. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the service was, was awesome. And it, and I was, I was going to put it on Friday. Um, but then the, I did more research about the opportunities that were around and the easiest one for me to just be able to show up to um, was on Saturday morning. And so I just chose to do that. And I put my Sabbath on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, but y'all will also remember that Saturday morning was the one I was worried about. Yep. Because I have my gig in in Dallas on Friday nights, um, but I have a friend who lives in Dallas, and they he and another one of my friends came to my gig, and uh, really wanted to hang out after. And I was like, I gotta wake up at five a.m. I gotta do some service <laughs> in the morning, guys. And they're like, We'll wake up with you. And they they literally did. Aww, they actually woke that. up with me. I, I stayed at his apartment. Uh, they woke up with me. He he made oatmeal <laughs> for us, uh, and so that was like that was pretty cool. We all went to a coffee shop before I had to head to the. To the service, so just the whole morning. That whole morning was was great. I started it with community and then uh-huh. continued with continued like a community. lot of community, and so that was all all of everything. And I think I want to go back regularly to mm-hmm. uh, Unity Park is where I went to serve. So yeah, yeah. So I can say I feel like what I'm hearing from you, Kiefer, is that like you've come out wanting still to be a morning person, yes. not a five a.m. morning person, not yet, but a morning person. I have come out of this experience, <laughs> and everyone knows where I'm going, and I'm still not a sports fan. You're an MFFL, Mavs fan for life? No, no. Okay. sorry. That's okay. That's okay. We can't all be great. It's okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I really genuinely tried. Like, I tried to to watch it, and I tried to, like, get in, and because I have a competitive... If you ever play board games with me, I just tell people, like, do not play board games with me if... You do not want to see my competitive side. Like, do not play board games with me. If you're going to be offended that I cut you off because it's going to help me, you know, to get whatever I need. Um, And so uh, I do have that. But yet that did not spur in for me um, during this week. However, you know, a couple moments I did start to get into one of the stars games. Okay. I don't, and I think part of it was that there was, I knew people who actually were at the game who were also cheering for the stars. Um, and so I was messaging back and forth with um, one of the girls who was at the game. And I think that kind of helped me to get into that mentality um, and just buy in more to the stars. Like, I think I just have to choose a team and mm. just really buy in. But also there was a day that I turned on, um, it was before either a Stars game or a Mavs game, I turned on the TV too early. The drop I thought was at 7, but it was at 7.30 kind of thing. And uh, they were doing cliff diving. Okay. And I thought that was incredible. (laughs) Like, it was awesome. And, like, for me, it makes sense. I love nature. I love the outdoors. Um, And so here they were in this very scenic setting doing these cool tricks off of cliffs into deep blue waters. And then you had a buddy that would wait for you under the water who was scuba diving because of how Mm. deep you could go um, and help bring you back up. And I was like, that's fun. You get a buddy. Um, So it did make me curious to be like, maybe as we, we proposed, maybe, you know, team sports isn't my thing, but maybe I need a 
and like look into more of like the rock climbing oh, and yeah. the like competition. I'll be your buddy for. You'll cliff be my diving. buddy. Oh, so I'll be <laughs> yeah. cliff diving in. Right. You'll be the buddy waiting for me. Sounds. Is there good. a way where both of us could cliff dive, Ooh, or do we have I'm to have interested. a buddy? Like, I there... feel like we need you a buddy in the need water. Somebody, in somebody the water. who's got an oxygen tank oh, waiting yeah, yeah. for you. Yeah. <laughs> kind of just in case things. things don't go right. <laughs> um, but no, I I have come to appreciate sports fans more than I have in the past. Um, Did you dislike us? I mean, help me understand. You appreciate or you appreciate where their spirit comes from. I appreciate where your spirit comes mm, from. Okay, That's okay. a good way to put it. Okay. I didn't dislike you before, but... Okay. Uh, well, she liked Let's say you've been profits. miserable through a lot of sermons then. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, so uh, I, I've come to appreciate the spirit of the place. And one of the things I landed on... Um, is really that there is this beauty of community that comes with sports fandom. Mm -hmm. And I really think there is this like rooting down of a hometown um, Mm -hmm. kind of ness to it, whether that is your college, because I went to a college that did not have football, so maybe that was you know they part do of now. it. They do now. They're not, not good, good, but they, but do. they do now. Right. Um, and also moving so much growing up, even though it was all within Texas, I kept bouncing back and forth between the major areas of like, here I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, here I'd be a Texans fan, here I'm a Rangers fan, there I'm an Astros fan, you know, like all sure. that. That So I, I think there is a real beauty in the people who find that rootedness in a um, sports team and just go after it with a passion and a fervor in a way that can connect people. But it also made me realize you're all the same sports fans are really all the like oh sure yeah i mean this is absolutely true and and it's an incredible corollary if you want to get to our tribalism and i mean you can apply it to politics you can apply it to all of the things where humans go to corners and want to win and oh yeah oh yeah and it's unhealthy for for the same sport just opposite sides like you you want you enjoy the game that is being played sure you enjoy the rules in place you enjoy the way the teams work and function together just on opposite sides as a new baseball fan i feel inclined to say that all all sports fans are the same except yankees fans (laughs) and yankees fans suck (laughs) that's all i know and 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 astros fans love to root for cheating so um don't even go there no no i I have been el El arroyo has already gone there (laughs) and i feel like i can't help but also bring up you know in light of yesterday's heartbreaking news Mm. of kobe bryant passing away of that with certain athletes there can be a real loss in a community um and Mm -hmm. the things that they lifted up and the things that they stood for off of the field or court or whatever it may be um and i really think that there is a beauty of that as well like i i learned something about luca off the court that i appreciated um which was that when they went and played a game in Mexico, mm-hmm. I don't know what why, but they were in Mexico. It was a NBA expanding their global okay. reach thing. Cool, yeah. yeah. So they were in Mexico, okay. and and at the beginning they brought out um, Luca and one other famous basketball player, and yeah. yeah, and they asked, uh, you know, do you want to say any words to the fans, to the crowds, and Luca had learned this entire it was short but this entire speech um 
in Spanish to just say, you know, thank you for welcoming us here. I'm excited to play this game. You know, go Mavs kind of thing. Um, it was a little longer than that. But I just thought that is powerful. Mm. That simple act of wanting to connect with your fans yeah. um, and fans that don't even speak the same right. language. It's simple things like that that I'm like, that makes um, the ability to be an incredible athlete. Right with that incredible humanity paired together. And that's where I enjoy Because, you know, I like to find the stories behind the things of right. overcoming challenges and right. obstacles and that you're not supposed to, like, be looking for in sports. Right. This, no, I mean, and really, there is a lot of overcoming. There is. Um, you, you named uh, Kobe's passing yesterday yeah. along with uh, seven others in that uh, mm-hmm. helicopter crash. Uh, it, it is one of those things... Where you know, I, you you struggle with what to feel and how to feel, mm-hmm. right? Um, because in an odd way, just like you know, Tony Stark has been a part of your life for the last fifteen years, right? Um, yes. It Kobe Bryant has been a real person that has been a part of people's lives for twenty three, twenty four years, yeah. and, and and while none of us, I mean, very few people knew Kobe right. or knew his family, but you felt like you did, right? Yeah, and, and you kind of. You know, one of the beauties of, of sports or others kind of thing is you kind of get a sense of how people tick, right? Mm-hmm. And and Kobe was one of those guys that hyper-competitive and everything was going to be done with excellence. And so you, you feel like you know him, but you don't. And so in some ways, you know, I found myself yesterday afternoon. Mm-hmm. It was a little dystopian. I was in a church security training thing that <laughs> right. felt like a yeah. really bad mix of political TV um, – <laughs> infomercials and, you know, televangelism all going on at the same time when my phone goes off Mm, telling me. With the news. Yeah. And so I felt like I was in this dystopian universe, weird experience anyway. And and then you get the news that this, it it just didn't make any sense, right? I mean, it Mm -hmm. didn't feel real. Yeah. People were questioning it because like even the first news article I came across was like, reportedly right and it's like oh and it was just because you know the way social media and media can work nowadays like the emergency teams like they had been able to identify that it was his helicopter but they hadn't even made it to the wreckage yet you know um so it it is heartbreaking what happened and like i even saw people that i follow on instagram um like jen hatmaker um shared a post and i mean she is more of a sports fan than others um but you know her just saying like i just want to wrap his wife Mm. and um family in a blanket and just pour love over them um and just empathizing with what had happened of um and the disbelief and shock so it it's powerful. It's powerful to see the way that sports can bring mm-hmm. and keep a community united even. Because, yeah. you know, like in college, you become alum eventually, you move off. But yet that like love of Baylor football right. ain't leaving you. No. Um, and I think those kinds of things are, even though I'm still not going to go watch all the sports in my no. spare time, I can come to have a deeper appreciation of those who choose to walk in those shoes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, because I think one of the things that it, I mean, that it does better than some things is create community across all of the things that normally divide, mm, right? Yeah. Uh, socioeconomic status, yeah. race, uh, education 
Yeah. You know, and, and yes, we do make jokes about nobody likes Yankees fans and, and nobody <laughs> right. likes Aggies. Sorry, Aggies. I love a lot of you. I don't like you on football days sometimes. <laughs> um, and you don't like me, so it's okay. Um, you can hug it out when the game's over. It's all good. It's all good. Um, but but we like to make those jokes. But there mm-hmm. is that, that real power that exists to bring people together um, in, in ways that often don't happen even within the church, mm-hmm. right? You know, there are many studies that say, you know, Sunday morning at 11 o'clock is the most segregated hour yeah, in uh, America. In America, And that breaks my heart. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so I think while, yes, seven days straight of sports is a lot, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's a lot to deal with, a lot to process. Um, I think we can thank God and it, for the ways it brings people together. Um, Marvel has done similar. It opened oh, yeah. the world to me, and it you know there you know I think there's another that's another place where within our collective pop culture cohorts of people come together that yeah. you wouldn't yeah. expect. Oh yeah. Um, and, and so you know my big learning in, in this process has been yeah. You know, how do you open yourself? Sometimes trying something new will open you to a whole new community mm-hmm. and connect to a whole different group of people than you would have ever thought possible. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, you know, when we think about the kingdom of God right. and um, the bigger our table, the more yeah. reflective it is of the kingdom of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, I hope we can do more of that in, in the days and weeks and months to come. Me too. so much for joining us today on the Gather, Grow, Go podcast. I'm Pastor Daniel. I'm Pastor Melissa. And I'm just Kiefer. And your invitation to grow today is simply that. Make your table bigger. Try something new. Open your heart to something different. Go on a hike. Uh, If you are liking to sit on your recliner all day long, um, Mm -hmm. pop down in front of a movie with somebody that you... You know that is an outside of your normal experience. Watch sports. Find some people over. Go watch. Put out some green dip and eat some eat some food. Watch some sports. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Continue into this new year, this new decade, this new season of life um, by exploring new experiences with new people, so that as your table gets bigger, it more deeply reflects the kingdom. And now go. Receive this benediction, this blessing that's meant to be lived out this week. As you go into this new decade, may you go hearing that you will encounter Christ in the most familiar of places. Go knowing that you will encounter Christ in the unfamiliar, the uncomfortable, the places that open your table bigger. And go knowing that you will open your table and encounter Christ when you get to experience something you love through the eyes of someone newly experiencing what you love, may you go in peace now and always. Amen. 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 Amen.